What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the episode of Crew 3 Podcast. I'm your host, Ruckman. With me, as always, are my co-host, Chris and Ricky. Gentlemen, say hello. Hey. Hey, how's it going? And how are you guys doing this week? Hey, we are uh, we are solid. Took a week off last week. Back and ready to look at some of these spoilers. Yeah, you know, I definitely said that uh, we were going to talk about Mark Rosewater's teases for the set, not realizing that, hey, spoilers actually started like two days later. Right, yep, it's go time. Yeah. So, uh... Also, you know, because uh, all the calendars are messed up because I Corey released a, a month late. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Uh, Core twenty twenty one is coming out in like four weeks. Yep. Here we are. So we're supposed to already. So uh, I guess really before we get started, um, did you guys play some Magic? I watched other people play Magic. Yeah. In the the judges' uh, fight for charity. Yep, I definitely played in that. But uh, I let Chat pick our deck, and we played a memer. And uh, excited to leave anyway. But, uh, you know, congrats to our friend Ed who top aided. Yeah, that was exciting. Got to watch him play. And, uh, you know, that tournament definitely raised a lot of good money for a lot of good charities. That's right. So, you know, good on them for deciding to put that on. And uh, another good, uh, you know, respect to the judge community for having the idea of putting that on. Definitely. All right. Well, let's get uh, any uh, anything pre roll here before we get into the spoilers, I guess. No, I think it's uh, I think it's time to dive in. We'll have. Uh, I think we we need to get going on these spoilers because there's a lot yeah. to talk about. There's, there, a, lot there, talk there's about. a lot, and then uh, you know, uh, we'll talk about the the meta game changes next week. I did want to give a little bit of time for things to settle uh, after the banning, but uh, boy, I hope you guys kept your inverters and lotus breaches around because already twenty percent of the meta game is the mirror inverter after that first weekend. Yeah, pr- pretty so disappointing. I hope you're game. ready for that matchup. Yep. Pretty disappointing revamp to the metagame, um, just as far as the first is concerned. Again, I don't mind it if it's a deck, if it stays under, but, you know, again, like, it's just very, very, very strong, so. You know, hopefully hopefully it's just first week people wanted to play it again. Uh, we'll see what things happen. That's why I'm not too too worried, but I do think, you know, uh, we might have to relook at doing something about Inverter and Lotus Breach. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's, let's get to these spoilers uh, core set commander, core set. We're getting modern on arena. How do you guys feel so far? With I don't know how much of the set do you think's been out. So like a fifth or a sixth of the set so far. Maybe so. Um, so. We have uh, oh wow, exactly sixty nine cards. Hey, out of two hundred and seventy four. Hey. Perfect. So now, how many of those are? Yeah, Teferi? I would say twenty of them are Teferi though. So yeah, there's actually a lot of Teferis. Maybe there's nine or something. All right. Do you? How do we want to do this? Do we want to go like color by color so far? How do we want? Do you just want to pick cards? Yeah, this one's, I've got like my top top three cards. I'm excited for so far that are that are like you know not the typical. I would say there's definitely like sure. one or two, right. but you know I've got three cards that I kind of want to highlight. So so uh, let's let's start with let's. I mentioned the fairy. Let's let's start. Let's get the planeswalkers. Let's run through out of these the planeswalkers. Real yeah, quick. there you go. Like, like we're, we're missing we're missing we're missing the green one still, but we got our new boy in Bastry Cat, who's you know. He's got his art degree because he's got that sweet fade going on. Mm-hmm. Homeboy's definitely hanging out the quad, making some music going down. Mm-hmm. Um, but wow, is he going to be a powerhouse for white decks going forward, right? I mean, so he's for one white white. We got a three loyalty planeswalker. He's kind of our, our new Gideon, right? Yeah. Is what how I'm going to think of him. I think it's he's fair. our soldier boy. He's our soldier boy. Uh, he's kind of like Elspeth and Gideon like combined, right? He's not animating, but he's a lot of soldier stuff, things like that. So one white white for three loyalty planeswalker. Plus one, put a one-one counter on target creature. Up to one target creature, it gains indestructible to end of turn. Minus two, whenever one or more cre- non-token creatures attack this turn, 
create that many 1-1 white soldier creature tokens that are tapped and attacking. Mm -hmm. And then his ultimate negative 6, you get an emblem with at the beginning of combat on your turn, create a 1-1 white soldier creature token, and then put a 1-1 counter on each creature you control. So, like, I'm thinking, like, man, if we just put him out there, we just get one, like, if we if we curve out, like, 1-drop, double 1-drop, him on turn 3, we've got 6 dudes, next turn we anthem, and it's just like, what is your opponent doing? Dying. Uh, inverting their deck and winning the game. <laughs> you you aren't wrong. <laughs> um, I think this or card's really bad. Or drawing Deafening Clarion out of their 80-card deck. Uh, so I brought I brought my invitation to the player haters ball. Am I in the right place? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah as yeah. always. Uh, hey, 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 hey. This guy's a three mana planeswalker, and he doesn't take over the game immediately. Right. He can't protect himself, and if you don't have a creature in play, he literally just does nothing. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, like, it like it gives me a Johnny like uh, the the three drop of Johnny vibes. Was like, that Call of the Pride? What's Call of the Pride. Yeah. Um, that's that's what he sort of gives me the vibes of. Like he might be fine, but like Gideon Blackblade is still gonna be around until the end of the summer, and like Gideon Blackblade also gives indestructible to your creature. Uh, again, Gideon... that's 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 standard though. I mean, and he's gonna be around in Pioneer, and like yeah, but getting into the like, trials, like I just here's my thing. This I'm guy not is not this guy. But like I said, I'm I'm playing like two of them, right? And, you know, if you have, like, four just one-drops on the board, he makes four other 1-1 one, one tokens, like, the damage is going to get there pretty quick. The fact that they come and tap and attacking is the big deal here. Right. I don't think that's solid. I, You know, as much as I uh, I joke about Ricky kind of being anti-establishment, um, I, I kind of agree with him. Like, we, we've been joking in the Discord, me and Ruckman even have, about, like, what are these Planeswalkers without 20 loyalty that cost two mana? Like, the bar has just been set. You know, and, and and part of that, as much as it's a joke, is that creatures have gotten so good. You know, like there's some green guy in here that I was just like, this is a wall of text, and it's still like a five mana six six. Oh, uh, questing beast two point. Yeah, yeah, elder gargaroth's a five mana six six, and it's got to him. four more abilities. <laughs> like on top of that obviously it has trample so it's just like you know it, it may be not in white right like maybe that's what the, the trick is like maybe white's obviously you're going wide typically in white but like your standard for like the mana you're spending on creatures right now is it, it better be good because creatures are very very good and if you're playing the wrong ones um i mean people are just going to out out efficiency you right they're going to have better creatures for their mana especially in green so uh, I, I kind of get it. Like it, it's nifty, but it definitely one of those things where like I, I don't. The ultimate doesn't really matter very much to me because like, are you really plussing this no. thing? Like, pretty much no, you're gonna no. play like, it. Like I said, on turn four or five, minus it to get the extra duders, and then you, hopefully you've you, got something else to do. You're playing like two, maybe three of this guy, and he's effectively an anthem. But instead of growing your board plus one plus one, right. he's giving you a wider board. Right. He's giving you yeah, like, and that could be good. Even if his second ability was a plus two. He still dies to fry. Sure. And, like, Oko didn't die to fry with his plus two. Well, we don't talk about that. <laughs> I don't say that here. Um, I, I love this guy's design. I love his flavor. I love the art. I love the name. But, like... Well, like, he, like, that's the thing, right? Like, they put out his flavor. He's this, like, former worshiper of Oketra, and he's, like, you know, if you're not putting the, the good of everyone else over individuality, right, like, I don't have respect for you. Like, that's such a really cool white design. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know. I, I think he's better than you guys are giving credit, but I'm not trying to like... But then again, I don't want to sound like I'm overhyping this guy. Mm-hmm. Pie bet. Let's Rock talk about overhype. 
with overhype, that gives us a great transition to Teferi, <laughs> master of t- of twenty four different copies. <laughs> oh, how the mighty have fallen! Yeah, this uh, card. Like Chris and I said, I think they messed up and put his loyalty where his casting cost should That's be. That's the only thing that makes sense to us. So, I remember saying that this card is unplayable, and I got a lot of pushback mm-hmm. a couple days ago. I don't think well, this card's well, very good. We, what, what does this card do, Ricky? Before we... before we before we take it apart, it's four mana. He starts at three loyalty, and he has a static ability that says you can activate loyalty abilities of Teferi, Master of Time, on any player's turn, any time you could cast an instant. Which means uh, you get one activation on your turn, and then one activation mm-hmm. on your opponent's turn, and you can do it in response to things. That's really neat. What cool abilities are we going to be able to activate? Ruckman... Uh, you could take two extra turns. <laughs> oh, wow. How long does it take to do that? Uh, seven pluses, so on the eighth turn of him being in play, you could take two turns. No, no, I think it's hey. like, isn't it like four turns? Because you get one loyalty each each thing. So it's like, uh... Four. Eight turns as in, that's including yours and your okay, opponent's gotcha, yeah. Four, four, okay. four cycles. Mm-hmm. How are we going to build that? What do we get to do while we're building up that cool ultimate? Well, you could plus one to draw a card, but then you have to discard a card. Hmm. Um, and then you can, you know, minus three, but that doesn't really help us get that ultimate. And uh, we can phase a creature we don't control. Oh, that's cool. So it protects itself. Great. So that means, like, uh, you know, we could play him, and if we need to protect ourselves, he he'll be fine, right? But here's the thing, right? We can make fun of this card, but if this card had busted abilities and and had that static ability, like this card would have to like auto ban, right? They've like, learned their lesson. So I I, I am fine with them playing it safe and being like, here's a planeswalker you can activate on your opponent's turn. It's not loco busted. Right. It's not oko busted? Yes. It's not oko busted. Thank you for correcting yeah. me there. Like I'm just saying, like, uh a very a planeswalker that is near and dear to my heart, the Royal Scions, right? They loot on a plus as well. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, th- they go up to five loyalty on their plus, and they cost three mana. And their second ability is also a plus. To be fair, once sure. it's your turn again, this guy will also have five mana. Or five loyalty. Um, but he costs one. And you've looted twice. By the time it is your turn again, he will have five loyalty, yes. That that being said, again, like, we're... we're Ruckman and I are between on this, where it's like, you know, again, like... The card definitely worse than the Royal Scions, in my opinion. Um, I, I don't know that you're doing quite enough to get there, but yeah, the the looting is 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 something, and I guess think the big deal is that it's in like mono blue. Mm-hmm, so yeah. like you know more more decks can have access to it because obviously Royal Scions you have to be red blue. So like, so if if it bounced instead of phased. is that even like a step in the right direction? To I think so. Phasing better. does not trigger uh, ETBs. Sure, but then like you know, you're you're still like set like phase doesn't really set your opponent back. They just can't use it for a turn, right? Like, right. it might as well be detained. Yeah. Um. Now, but for one less mana in Pioneer, what do you get? Fairy t- <laughs> time traveler. Yeah, that card's insane. What do we get for one that more mana be in Pioneer? Uh, Teferi Hero of Dominaria. Wow, two great cards, and this guy goes in the middle. <laughs> Oof. I'd rather either just save the one mana for a time raveler, or save up my my allowance mana for right, a year well, of dominaria. I I don't think you're wrong, but uh, coming to a t- magic tournament near you in like 2022, 
Ricky losing to Fairy Master of Time. That's gonna be it. Only if it's I, like I only lose to one if it's the half purple side ripple on the left side. Yeah. Oh That's yeah. Let's, the OP let's, one. let's take a second to talk about that real fast, right? Like I I love all the showcase art. I love their idea of like. Hey, we're gonna get the planeswalkers like a special showcase border. The Bastry looks sweet. The one for Chandra looks sweet. Teferi's also looks sweet. But then they're like, but he's the focus planeswalker, so we're gonna give him four different arts that like, you know, we'll just change the swirly patterns around him. Imagine trying to get art. four of the same art on this card. Imagine when you're gonna lose because. Some guy who all he's done is sit there and look at these Teferi card arts and and realizes you drew a Teferi return because he thought he was the turn before and he's like, let's well, Teferi B. Mm-hmm. The one in your hand was Teferi C because the bottom left purpley bit is in the top right purpley bit on the one that you already had in your hand. Right. Do you know that if you play up, uh, you actually can't mess that up? Oh? Yeah. Nice. Not saying that everybody should play up all the time, but if you're at FNM... Come on, don't be that guy. Just play up. I'm with you. Um, if your opponent starts scrambling thing... for a pen, you know. Yeah, for sure. Not worth. Anyways. All right, so should we move on to the next walker? Let's move on to the next walker. Uh, Liliana, hey, cool, I found a shawl. Yeah, <laughs> look at the shawl. It's cold in this graveyard. We have another four-mana walker here. She starts with four loyalty. And... Okay. Plus one, each player discards a card. This sounds good. Each opponent who can't loses three life. That's I like cool. That. That's a good okay. I like this. So we're, we're, we're racking. Uh, minus three, target creature gets minus X, minus X, where X is the number of cards in your graveyard. Okay, it's maybe removal. Right. Maybe it should be an opponent's graveyard since we're making them discard. We're discarding two. Each player discards the card. Oh, it is each player. Okay. Um... And then minus seven, you get an emblem with at the beginning of combat on your turn. Put a creature card from your graveyard into the battlefield under your control, and it gains haste. Oh, from a graveyard, not your graveyard. Oh, look at that. A graveyard. Uh, she is the Waker of the Dead. And this card yeah. seems fine. Fine, yeah. Man. Um, look, we were talking about Oka. When we're comparing it to Oka to Fairy Time Ravelers, like, nothing's going to be exciting unless it's just breaking the game, right? Yeah, this card's okay. I mean, it's going to look sweet on some commander tables. Like, if they reprinted Jace the Mind Sculptor... That'd be fine. Would, like, like, if... Yeah, right? Like, oh, get out of here, kid. We had Oko. <laughs> all right, Ricky. All here's right. The, here's the Planeswalk. We all want your opinion. Oh, on. my God. The young... Because we, we have the, the real young Pyromancer here. All right. Chandra, Heart of Fire. Is five mana. Red, red, three. For a legendary Chandra Planeswalker. And has the best art. And the coolest frames. What's what's the starting loyalty here? What's All the right, rate on We it? start with five. So we get five loyalty okay, for five rate. mana. Good rate. Okay. And we can plus to discard our hand, exile the top three cards of our library, and we can play all the cards exiled this way until end of turn. So we're not exactly Luca. Or we can plus one and Chandra deals two damage to any target. So we just sling shocks every turn. Sure. Both pluses. Yeah. She has the coolest ultimate. Oh my god, minus nine. Search your graveyard and your library for any amount of instant and or sorcery spells that are red. Exile them, shuffle your library, you can cast them this turn, and here, kid, have six red mana on the house. That is pretty dope. Maybe I could cast those spells that I got with that six red mana. What do you think? Now, is this card as good as Shonda Torch Defiance? 
Not at no. all. Uh, Which, is this... you want Sweet Chandra Torch Defiance or a reminder, Chandra Spellbook comes out in a couple weeks. Um, Is this a really good Planeswalker? Yes. I think we're looking at, like... I think this is a good Chandra. I really do think this is a good Chandra. I you think, think this is a good Chandra that can break into Pioneer, though. I think it, like... It'd be, like, a one-of Chandra, like, in the deck that already wants to play, like, two Torch of Defiance. Like, maybe sure, if you want to okay. go more mid-rangey red, you play, I, like... I can get behind that, yeah. We'll you, play some, uh, like, Fanatic Amogus. You play, like, two Chandra Torch, one Chandra Heart. Sure. And it's okay, fine. I, mean, I like it better than, like... In decks where you're just playing, like, an Experimental Frenzy-esque card for one yeah. more mana, we get way better card selection, in my opinion. Um, yeah, and man. if we're, when our hand is good, we can just plus for shocks. Um... She's way better than War of the Spark Chandra. And, what does War of the Spark Chandra even do? Uh, she just gives you an extra card every turn, and if your opponent hits them, hits her, she hurts them. Okay. But uh, I like this Chandra. Two damage to any target for a plus one is pretty sweet uh, for our five mana. Um, of course, we're probably going to play her and immediately do that. We're probably never playing her and immediately trying to like exile the top three cards of our deck. Because we probably don't have the mana to play that. <laughs> She to, does to play those cards afterwards. She does feel very Torture Defiancey. Yeah, she really does. But like Torture Defiance being able to come down and nuke any card in the format for the most part for damage, and even kills Glorybringers that are already in play. Uh, or she can ramp you into some creature to block for her. How often do you think she survives to alt? Like minus nine is pretty big. Minus nine is pretty big. Um, but it's five turn cycles. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we're ever ulting. Her ult is definitely win the game. Like, her ult is a Jace the Mind Sculptor ult, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I feel like most Planeswalker ultimate should be, right? But her plus one is literally draw three cards. Yeah, especially if you're top decking late game. Like, this is gonna be in, like, the mid-range aggressive deck. Like, a, like I play two Chandra Torch Defiance and Dragons, and Dragons probably is not very good anymore. But, like, if we take the dragon shell and just become, like, a mid-range, go back good. to Chonky Red. Like, sure. I can see it. I can see it. This will, like, dig us into our collective defiance to steal the game off of Demir. Or after Demir Inverter gets banned. I, this card has potential, maybe. Uh-huh. Why, uh, why uh, isn't dragons good anymore, Ricky? Why isn't dragons good anymore? Mm-hmm. Uh, because Demir Inverter is still around. Yeah, because 20% of the meta is playing Demir Inverter. Okay, yeah, well, once let me, again. Let me ask you this question. Um, as a lover of angels, Ricky, right? Yeah. Bane Slayer Angel. Uh -huh. Great angel or the greatest angel? Second greatest angel. Okay. What's the first greatest angel? Lyra. Me. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. Um, pro Dragons and Demons is not always relevant. And Glorybringer can't kill Bane, like Lyra anyways, mm -hmm. without like extra help. So if your opponent's yeah. gonna spend two cards on your Baneslayer, that's already fine. And uh, yeah. I do think now that like decks playing two Lyra now get to play one Lyra and Baneslayer in their board. Is is that relevant? It is because Lyra is legendary and Lyra also oh, anthems okay, sure. all other sure. angels. Okay, all right, I can get behind that. Um, Baneslayer Angel is fine. Reprint. Um, I think if you're just playing, like, one of, like, you play one Lyra. If you're just yeah. playing, if you're going to play two Angels, you play a Lyra and a Baneslayer. But, Chris, do you want to hose red decks? I do. Do you want to just, just kill every aggro deck you've ever played against? Yeah, how do I do that? 
while I've got a diplomat for you. Okay. I'm, uh, oh no! Don't 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 me. talk about him, please. I'm so upset about this card because I like to play some aggressive decks sometimes. Yeah. This is a four mana two four with life link. Human cleric Magnero the diplomat. He says whenever an opponent attacks with creatures, if two or more of them are attacking you and or planeswalkers you control, draw a card. And whenever an opponent casts their second spell each turn, draw a card. Hmm. How am I supposed to beat this? It's a 2-4. It's a 2-4. With lifelink. Oh, the lifelink part is pretty sick. If I want I to it's... kill it in red, I have to cast two burn spells and they draw a card. It is never giving, like, I mean, not could, giving them a card. You could fry it. You could fry it. I could fry it out of the sideboard. Yeah, like, it dies to the hate card. I mean, that's very good. But, like, sure. it comes down, and suddenly, like, if I'm swinging in, like, not only am I swinging in with the team, I'm going to probably lose a guy to him, lose two life to them, and then, like, they're going to draw a card because I attacked with too many things. And then if I have to spend too many cards trying to find an answer, they're going to be drawing more cards when, they ca- when I cast second spell each turn. Yeah. This card is going to be a nightmare for control decks, mm-hmm. for not for control decks, for aggro decks against control decks. Would would you say it's going to be a massacre for mm-hmm. aggressive mm-hmm. decks? Uh huh. Because we also have massacre. What else is going to be a massacre for aggro decks? Yeah, Rockman? we got we've got big Mister Smiley, who the showcase art is even creepier. I didn't think it was possible. When you get close to that big old smile, mm-hmm. he's got a good dentist. We're going to get a massacre and three black, 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 black for a six five and when it enters. Only creatures your opponent's controls get negative two, negative two, and whenever a creature your opponent's control dies, they lose two life. Does it have life? But for six mana, I can play a inverter and a Thassa's Oracle. You are correct, sir. So. It's just such a weird reprint, right? Like, I feel like a lot of these reprints in the set are just like, we want people to play Commander on Arena. Yeah, the, the... These are definitely, like, medium to strong value cards. You know, that they were just like, here, have some of this. And they don't make a whole lot of sense, but they're here, and I guess I'm not going to complain. We get we get yeah. one sad boy back. Uh, a lot of our player race might be new or may not know who the sad yeah, robot sad is. Robot. Yeah, good old Kai Bude. Yeah, old, uh, old, old Kai here, the sad robot, is Solemn Simulacrum. Um, this card has been reprinted several times. It is always good, all right? Just, just for the, just for you guys to understand, this card is always a great value. Um, it will, bol- it will go in all kinds of decks in standard. Is it legal already in Pioneer? It's been reprinted several times. No, M thirteen, M thirteen, just out of it. Yeah, they're they're trying to get it back in. So, um, yeah, I, I think we'll see this in Pioneer. Um, it's a four mana two two. It is a colorless artifact. So it's a four mana two two. When it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a basic land card. Put it onto the battlefield tapped, not into your hand. Ramp it. Put that, put that bad boy into play. And then, once they kill your sad robot, you get to draw a card. It replaces itself, and it ramps, and you get a 2-2. Yeah, speaking of ramping the set, um, we get Cultivate, which, okay, sure. Um, but is anyone else ready out Azusa? I'm not sure yet. Um, I feel like the ramp decks already had a lot of good tools, and so I don't know, I don't know that this pushes them over the top. But we're There's gonna no find bounce out lands quick. in the format, right? No, but I'm just worried about like Azusa and like Lotus Breach. That's pretty likes it. Um, that's a good thought. Yeah, Azusa and Lotus Breach, sure. They I don't think that deck needs Lo- uh, Azusa. 
I think Azusa's only going in like the the mono green uh, ramp into Ulamog decks. Sure. Or uh, if you didn't already have your Ugans, here's a reprint for you. It's just like you're gonna play like you're gonna play two Azusa with like your three Corsair Crufex, and if you get them both in play, like here's a free Ulamog. What do you think about the ramp card uh, that is? Hey, we took. I, I have an Elvish Visionary. I have a Lanor Elf. Boom, Lanor Visionary. That card makes me sad inside. It's too Why expensive for a cantrip creature, and it's way too expensive for a mana dork. Fair. I would be happier with Lanor Tribe. Yeah. Uh, okay. What do you think of Quarian Dryad? I'm uncommon. Uncommon. Uh, yeah, uncommon Quarian Dryad. How the mighty have fallen. Yeah, that Still... card used to be a rare for those who don't know. Still not as good as it was uh, when you could cast Jataxian probes and gut shots and mental missteps. Sure. Um. And you know, probably explain won't to the people be. what Coriandriad does, huh? Explain to the people what Coriandriad is. Not not it's everybody's played two mana one one that says whenever you cast a spell that is white, blue, black, or red, put a one one counter on Coriandriad. So basically, so a non green, not card. green. So. You know, in in back in Newphorexia Standard and in Vintage, um, you could play this card and then like immediately start get probing, gut shotting, and mental misstepping, and it would just get huge. Huge. Uh, you'd be pondering. It just gets big, 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 big body beater for two mana. It also does dumb stuff in Vintage occasionally, but probably not anymore. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Chris, we alluded to this card earlier. Let's 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 now talk about the Gargaroth. Let's talk about Questing Beast 2.0. Oh sure, yeah, the five mana six six that uh, is like going to be the new standard for five mana. We always talk about like what's the uh, what kind of stats are you looking for out of your out of your three mana costing like I want, creatures. I want three. I want three mana five five. You want three mana five fives, right? This is a little short of that. It's not a five mana seven seven or a five mana eight eight, but it's still a five mana six six, which with vigilance, reach, and trample. Which, so far, that's everything that Questing Beast has, right? No, it doesn't have haste or death touch. That's right. Questing Beast does not have trample, though. Or reach. Uh, Questing Beast doesn't have reach? I thought it did. No. Mm. That card probably it should is, have reach. Death touch, haste, vigilance, it's, haste. It's haste. E- everything yeah. has reach, so I don't know why I would. Death but... touch, vigilance, uh, reach, combat damage cannot be prevented it, this turn. Creatures no, no, no. with power... Combat, cre- combat damage from creatures you control your opponents you don't yeah or. um and then it also says a uh, creature with power two or less can't block questing beast and then it also says when a requesting beast deals damage to a player it also deals that much damage to a planeswalker that player controls did i get it and right if you look and if you look really close i'm pretty sure you can see something like the declaration of independence mm-hmm. maybe the bill of rights on mm-hmm. there as well i think so uh-huh. I, I don't think anyone's actually read the whole card so it's hard to say fair enough this has slightly less text. It only has vigilance, reach, and ham- uh, and trample. Uh, Hample. But, and yeah, whenever it attacks or blocks, you get to uh, do one of these three things, right? You choose. You create a 3 3 beast, gain three life, or draw a card. I mean, thank goodness this thing doesn't have haste. Yeah. I mean, it, it can't, otherwise, it's just like nine, nine power toughness for, for five yeah. mana. But even then, like, you could definitely get one if your opponent's dumb enough to attack it to it. Okay. Yeah. This card is good. I don't think mm-hmm. this card is bad. But it does not immediately do anything like the Titans did. No. Sure. It also, like, 
I said it doesn't have like haste like questing beast, right? Right. Like, I do think questing beast and like the Titan cards, like even Oro, mm-hmm. uh-huh. a little better than this guy. But this guy's not bad. No, definitely serves. I don't know if this guy's gonna make a splash in Pioneer necessarily, which is I know I know where we're. He's focused, gonna definitely do some things in standard. I don't but that's think he's my gonna thought. do anything. I don't think he's gonna do much in standard. Like I think he'll be there. I think he's your. I think he's one of your best five man options. Mm-hmm. Questing Beast and like Oro are already so good. Yeah. Um. I can't think of what is there a five minute creature gets played in standard right now. You already know because they banned Obosh. Uh, like Winoda is four. Right. Yeah. And uh, you know Winoda ends the game. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Remember when I made fun of Winoda? Anyways, let's not think about that. Yeah. Well, like we weren't uh, thinking of the applications that. Again, eventually it was getting so degenerate. We were, we were thinking about fair magic cards, and people were just like, you know what's a human? Agent of treachery. <laughs> it's just like, okay. And then America ruined another card game. Yeah, yeah. Just like Force of Will. Yep. So, you know, that's, so can how, we get, that's how that went. Can we get to the $90 elephant in the room? Sure, what you got? Grim Tutor. Yeah. So we heard you like paying three mana just to get a card, right, that you want? Right. Uh, so let you get any card this we time. We didn't need cool. this card. We did. No, we already had Wishclaw Talisman. Wishclaw Talisman. What you don't understand, Chris, is they want you to play Commander on Arena. <sighs> yeah. How dope do is like... that alternate art, though? That, that alternate oh, art is dope. real dope. Uh, I don't want to look at the art for Pier to the Abyss. That's what does fine. Grim Tutor do? What does Grim Tutor Everybody knows Grim, Grim Tutor. Tutor uh, you get to search your library for any card, put it in your hand, lose three life. Three mana. I get any card? Do I have to reveal it to my opponent? No. Wow. No. Do, do you play this if you're like an inverted player? Absolutely. <laughs> you play this if you're an inverted player. Does this just like negate the need for dig through time? Um. Porcano Los Dos. St- you're still going to play dig through time. This is probably going to find dig through time most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> um. But like, it definitely means like you can stay the Yorian build if you want to. Sure. Um, but it also just makes everything else just smoother. You just go Grim Tutor for whatever you need. Yeah. I like this card. It probably will see some play in every format. Yeah, hey, buy your boxes of uh, Core 21 now. Um, also, let's see here. Containment. Is there enough to talk about dogs yet besides Pack Leader? No, there's We're not enough to talk there. about dogs. Can you name another dog? I know all the hounds got changed, but can you... Like, name one that is in Pioneer that's playable. Yeah. Metallic Mimic. Can I say wolves, even though they don't count? Wolves do not count. Uh, yeah, that's the problem here. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about two little pieces of removal that I think are very, 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 very nice? We can talk about two little pieces of removal that are very, very, very nice. Hit us. Uh, we've got... Uh, it's It's translated to plunge right now. Oh, the black one? It's black colorless instant. Destroy target planeswalker or creature with converted mana cost less than or equal to three. So it's smother that hits planeswalkers? Smother that hits planeswalkers. I'm about it. Yeah. I'm hella about it's pretty, this. It's an uncommon, like, man, like this could have easily been a rare. Also an uncommon, we have uh, Angelic Ascension. Oh, Path of Angel? Uh, white colorless instant. Hey, a white card, finally, for once. Exile target creature or planeswalker. Its controller creates a 4-4 white angel with flying. Tell me what percentage of the time you're going to cast this on your own creature. 
thirty percent of the time. Okay. It's it's a shame that this is going to be a source at sorcery speed because our opponent has the fairy. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I I think there's man. I, I don't know because like if you're making tokens, like it's not the best thing to pay two mana for for an angel. But um, I think if um, you're in a tokens deck, you're slamming as many of these as possible because you get to potentially kill your opponent's uh, creature or again just upgrade one of your tokies to get the beatdowns on. Like you're playing a white deck and your opponent goes plus Jace. And you just go, like, kill Jace, you lose instead. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, you know what else White gets right now? Uh, if you're worried about those Lucas and those Winotas, and hey, even maybe Aetherworks Marvel, they're getting us Containment Priest? Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. already so much graveyard hate. Yeah, so now we have to start talking, like, you know, we have to start start fighting against the uh, those dreaded... Uh, Collected company players like spirits is too good. Right. Get spirits out of here. Um, you can also find containment priest off of collected company. Get it out. Which of I here. can't wait for. I just can't wait. Collected company in response. Collected company find two containment priests. <laughs> uh, raise both middle fingers at opponent. <laughs> um, I think that card's fine. Um, Rune Halo is also a weird reprint. Yeah. Rio already legal. No way. No, it's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's that? Pretty what? sure. Pretty no. sure. I'm pretty sure Rune Hale is like M12. Really? I'm pretty sure it's Shadowmore and a Modern Master set, and that's it. Yeah, it's Shadowmore and Ultimate Masters. Oh, oh interesting. I thought for it's, sure it was it's in Modern Pioneer. Legal. It's Modern Legal. I thought for sure it was in Pioneer. That card is very, very good. I love Rune Halo. And like, there was a while Rune Halo was like $20, and it's now brought down to like 4 or 5 Um,. But I didn't realize that card wasn't a Pioneer. That changes a lot for me, because I think that card's insane. I think it's okay. I mean, like, you can't have protection from Voss's Oracle. I, I think that's the problem, is that it doesn't stop the Inverter combo necessarily. But mm -hmm. um, if that combo gets banned... If it gets banned. Speaking gets of cards banned. that got banned, Loris didn't get banned. But it got yeah. hurt. Right. Yeah. And right when they printed this sweet card that combos with it, yeah. Oh my gosh, Arch Demon's Vessel has my like mind spinning right now. As somebody who loves graveyard cards, it's a one mana one one human with lifelink in black. And if he enters the battlefield, or if it entered from your, or if it was cast from your graveyard, so if he comes back from the graveyard, or is cast from your graveyard, you exile it. And if you do, you make a five five black demon with flying. Wow. Yeah, that guy's pretty sweet. Like, I mean, Rally the Ancestors? Yeah. Mm. And that demon sticks around. That demon ain't going nowhere, because he's not the Archdemon's vessel. Right. I I think I need, uh, like, I'm going to have two boxes. I've got my red box, and I'm going to have my graveyard box. Yeah. Just every card that plays out of the graveyard. Like, I, uh -huh. I was even thinking about, like, like mono black aggro, right? Like, he's no blood-soaked sure. champion, but, like... Certainly, he's a decent card. Mm -hmm. And, like, if we just had Luris and now we start casting 5-5 five, five flyers for one man out of our yard or play Call of the, like, Night Bonder and pick two of these guys up and now we've got ten flying in play, I think this guy's um, hot. Hot, hot, hot. Yeah, it's definitely sweet. Uh, you know what is hot? Hey, we've we've talked some mad mess about Teferi Time Raveler. Uh, Wizards heard your, your problems. And they gave us Spark Hunter Manticore. Or Masticore. Oh, yes. I like this card. 
Yeah, three mana, three four artifact. Uh, just three mana. Um, and a card from your hand. You have to, and, and, and discard. Uh, you get a 3-4 with pro planeswalkers that for three mana, it gains indestructible till end of turn. But then for a one mana, you can convert a single mana into dealing damage to a target planeswalker. How many times do we have to teach Teferi this lesson? Every time, because they always have another one. How about uh, how about this mono tutelage deck? Where we're going with that, Ricky? Mono tutelage? Yeah. How many how many how many tutelages are we willing to play? Because we got the fairy's tutelage. We also got um, Sphinx's tutelage. So the fairy's tutelage is cool because it immediately lets you loot. Right. But after that, it also turns mill into a game turn. It does actually. But it is not as explosive as Sphinx's tutelage. Hmm. Um. You can often mill out your opponent with just a single Sphinx's Tutelage. I run two in my sideboard of Phoenix, and that is often just enough. Like, one Tutelage on the board has your opponent milled within, like, four or five turns. Easy. I'm just saying, if we want to dedicate... If we wanted to dedicate to the... To two, mill? Yeah. I, I mean, you, now you've got it. You've got your eight, you've got your eight Toots deck. Eight Toots. Uh, you, you already sorry, you had, like, Drown Secrets? We did have Drown Secrets, which is probably better than Deferius Tutelage. No, fair. Now um, you can play nine toots. It's like eight rack, but nine toots. Nine tutelages. Is it? Is it twelve toots? Twelve toots. And then we've got uh, our Teferi's Ageless Insight to draw. To uh, uh, Teferi's Ageless yeah. Insight is a. Uh, the flavor text says it all. Fine, uh, you know more than me, but do you have to be such a show off about it? It's win more. Hmm. I don't know. That's the thing, though, is, like, this is one of the first ones that if you draw a card during your opponent's turn, you draw two instead. And I'm thinking this is... I don't know if this is going to be win more in our tutelage deck. We might need this. So for one more mana and mm-hmm. less color restriction, we can get Alhamarath's Archive, which doubles mm. all cards we draw. It doesn't just give us an extra one card. It says whenever you would draw a card, you draw twice as many cards. Mm. And it also tells us if we would gain life, we gain twice as much life. Oh, that sounds pretty relevant. So that's just one mana more, and this card has got like a lot of restrictions on it. And yeah, it's going to be cool when you play it, and then you opt on your opponent's turn, and you draw two cards. That's sort of cool. And mill them for 12. Okay, and we're milling them for 12. Because we've got uh, three tutelages to play. But if we have all this tutelage, mm-hmm. do we get to see the truth? Yes. Yes, we will. I like mm-hmm. see the truth. I don't know where it goes yet, other than modern. Definitely in Snapcaster's like best friend. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we have, what if we exile it off of Chandra? Don't get me started. Uh, so see the truth is uh, two mana, sorcery, look at the top three cards of your library, one of them into your hand, the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. So so sorcery speed anticipate? That doesn't seem very good, Ricky. So actually, we play strategic planning already in Phoenix, but that puts the okay. two cards in the yard, and that's what makes the card really good, because mm-hmm. it goes mana positive for treasure cruise. But I'm just saying, though, like, sorcery speed anticipate... But if we yeah. cast this from anywhere other than my hand, specifically mine, as long as you're not casting the one in my hand... Can I, can uh, I cast it from my opponent's hand? Yeah, right. You get to put all of those cards into your hand. So we get to draw three cards instead? Right. Wow. No, we don't draw them. We specifically oh. do not draw them. Oh. We take the cards from the top of our deck and we place them in our hand. Well, that's a Namba with my tutelage and, and my Ageless Insight. And our opponent's Narset looks at that and goes, seems legit, keep on going. 
Mm, playing around Narset, huh? Trixie. But I uh, love it. this is like also double edged. Uh, if our opponent Thief of Sanities this away from us, or God help us, Dire Fleet Daredevils it. Hmm. Or um, we're done. What's the one from Eldraine? We're done. Uh, what is the one from Eldraine? Covetous Robin Hood. Oh, robber of the rich is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're so done. You're so done. I really want to play this card. I I will play this card. I've already bought seven, but like that's not the point. The point is, um, this card seems really good and it's gonna be really cool and flashy. It's probably not your best option, but I could be wrong. I think it's risky. Okay. So one last card I really want to point out, and then we can, if you guys have other cards you want to point out, that's great. Um, does Gage Rock, Gadge Rock, however you want to say it, the Crown Scourge, get into Insult? That's what the, one of the things I had to talk about. I, I'm, I'm about this. This is the Chris card. Everybody like has been pinging me and being like, uh, this is the dragon for Ricky, and I'm like, yeah, it says dragon, but if you read further, it it's says... the dragon for Chris. It says uh, Christopher Scott Winier... Uh, I'm not going to finish his name, because I don't want to put his whole name out there. <laughs> You can take it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. This this is definitely a card that um, you're you're more likely to see me try and roll out with the with the tempo stuff that I usually do, especially in blue-red. Um, so the interesting thing is Gadrock, the Crown Scourge, is a 3-mana 5-4 flyer. It costs 2 colorless and a red. And it can't attack or block unless you control 4 or more artifacts. But at the beginning of your instep, it can block. Created, it can block. It, can, it block. can block. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Can't. Sorry. I said, well, it's 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 just red love struck beast. Right. Yeah. I said can't attack or block, but my whole my whole point was that it can block, so it can't attack unless you control four more artifacts. And then at the beginning of your instep, create a treasure token for each non-token creature that died this turn. So um, I don't really want to be relying on that to um, activate this thing. Going. But it's definitely not the worst, right? Like, uh, yeah. Does does Gadrek? I don't think Gadrek has to see the creatures die either. I think you can like get Trixie, uh, murder some creatures, and then play Gadrek, and it'll still create yeah. tokens for each creature that died. That's correct. So yeah. you know you could like Wrath play it post Wrath. Right. Sure. Yeah. If you want to go that way, I, I'm more thinking of like you know if your opponent decides to block or if they kill one of your guys, you can just be like, all right, I'll let it die because I'm gonna play this, make the extra artifact that I need to to get it going. So sure, um, I, I think you've got enough to make it happen in Insul, but um, we'll have to see. There, it might take a little my, bit of my maneuvering. Thing is, but... I don't, I don't know if we're mainboarding it, but like I was talking with some of the guys on our Discord, mm-hmm. right? You know, some of like the mid-range green decks will play Lovestruck Beast in the sideboard to board in against the aggressive decks because it's just like a big beater, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe this fills a similar role in the Insul deck. It, it could. I think having access to red, you've got like other options that you might prefer. Um, I, I think, I currently think, and again, I could be wrong, I currently think that if you are going to play this anywhere, you're playing it in the main board. It's just like another big dude. Because um, uh-huh. I, I don't, and, and I see what you're talking about, and it's a good case for like, well, I'm going to play it against aggro because I can block with it no matter what. Um, so it may be, yeah. that's maybe a case, but uh, again, I don't I don't know, like other than that, it does absolutely nothing for you. So if it's not mm. good or, as good against the aggro decks as some of your other red options, because obviously you've got you know, some pyroclasm type effects in red that you might be interested in playing because your creatures theoretically yeah. get bigger. Um, you know. What's hey. nice is too, like, it, it, it makes treasure that you can insole later on. Right. 
Right, that's the cool thing about it, right? Like, you typically actually don't have huge mana problems in, in Soul. Typically, you, you have enough mana to play the cards because they're so inexpensive, but that's definitely one of those things where, you know, hey, it could unbottleneck you if you're trying to play the improvised counterspell. Metallic Rebuke, yeah, I think? Yeah, sure. Right, like, mm-hmm. some, sometimes that does get a little awkward if, like, you know, you don't want to just sit up there. Like, I, I played against an opponent in the, um, the, the COVID 10K that we played, like, right before everything shut down. And I yeah. beat an Insole player who's a great guy. He's actually from my area because he was leaving artifacts, like not attacking with like a random 1-1. And I was like, why would you not attack with it if you didn't have Metallic Rebuke, right? So like he didn't think anything of it, but like that was a huge, I don't know if it was probably the right play, but that was a huge giveaway to me. Why would you not attack when I have nothing on board? I was the Inverter player unless you had a Metallic Rebuke. So this can help you with those awkward situations where, you know, you're not tapping your treasures unless you absolutely need them, and you don't even necessarily have to sacrifice your treasures to play Metallic Rebuke, right? You can just tap them uh, and not sack them. So yeah. you can sack them if you need to, but you can keep around if you don't. But also it helps it helps get its uh, its thing. Three mana for a 5-4 flyer. That's the thing is the flying is what's huge. That's why, like, I play Ornithopter in Soul. Uh, just the flying is, is a big deal. I think the thing that's really important about this guy, and I think he's going to be in the main deck as, like, a 2 of, mm-hmm. but he's going to shine in games two and three because he is a big beefy threat that doesn't get shattered or a braid right sure like he does not die to a braid like everything else does and like you could just have some lands in play that make this guy like active you know like you've got like a dark steel in play mm-hmm. like you've got like some of the random cards sitting around like he'll Ghost be active Fireblade. pretty easily mm-hmm. yeah and like four like if it was three I think it would be maybe a little bit too easy, which is why they had this, but, like, maybe this yields us to switching the deck a little bit, maybe, where, like, you're incentivized to play, like, an extra removal spell or two. Something like that, maybe. Like, I think he's just he's just great that uh, that you can have a non-artifact threat. Right. Um, I'm with you. They have to work if they're going to Fatal Push it. Right, exactly. Like, I think this guy is strike. great. He doesn't die to Lightning Strike. He doesn't die to Smash Golem or Giant... It doesn't die right. to the any, stop uh, stuff. Any other, any other closing thought on some, some of these cards? Uh, Necromentia is not good. Ooh, we throwing that gauntlet down? Uh, Unmorty goes better. The mana is fine. But we can hit, Lo- we can hit Lotus Field. You can hit Lotus Field with uh, Unmorty goes well. Yeah, but that costs blue-black. Is that a problem? Yeah, because I'm going to play this in like, just like a mono-black or a non-blue deck. If you're playing mono-black, just play Drill Bit. Yeah, I can't hit Lotus Field, though. Too bad. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, um, I, I think it's reasonable to take out your your Lotus Fields. I, I don't know. I just huge. think this card is like. I think it's better than like if you're already playing Lost Legacy. I don't know why randomly this card like this card always gets hyped when it gets spoiled. We've seen this card a million sure. times get spoiled, and it like pre-sales for like five six bucks always, and then it becomes a bulk rare. Like I'm not saying it's gonna be the best thing, but I'm just saying like if you're already playing like Lost Legacy, right? Mm-hmm. I think this is a better option than Lost Legacy. Giving your opponent a zombie token, I think, is definitely not as good as a card from their deck. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, but I, it's, I don't know. This card is just like Unmoored Ego is just like better, in my opinion, if you can afford the blue. And since we should all be playing Demir Inverter, if we're not playing Lotus Field. Yeah, these, these cards are typically traps anyway. I think we've had this talk on the podcast before about how, like, you really only want to be playing this card against decks that are very reliant on the combo. And one of the problems with uh, Lotus Breach is it can be hard to, you know, a lot of them are playing a standard list, but if they choose to diversify your threats, 
They can win without Lotus Breach. They can win theoretically without a without a Jace or a um, Thassa's Oracle. Get the Lotus Field. It can hit Lotus Field. Lotus Field is the good one. Lotus Field is the good one. Um, That's for sure. The best flavor tech so far in this set is on Double Vision. Yeah. Too bad Double Vision is way more expensive than I want to pay in a burn deck. Uh, it's a commander card, which is why the flavor text is good. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. What does Double Vision do, though? Uh, it's a five-mana enchantment. Is whenever you cast your first instant or sorcery spell each turn, copy that spell. Oh, so you get it on your opponent's turn, too. Yeah. I had not it the first time I saw it. That's kind of nifty. I had a couple and... uncommons I want to highlight. I don't know if you're going to go back-to-back or if you're going to do one. Oh, go for it. Else. No, go for it, go for I've it. Been I, I'm kind of out of cards I want to point out. Okay, um, the first one I'll go over is uh, a Chandra buddy. Chandra's Pyreling? I knew you were bringing this card up, that's why I didn't touch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this card is not the Kiln Fiend that I want it to be, right? Uh, but so it's, it's effectively getting plus two, but it's not on cast, it's on damage. It's on damage, right. And that's why it's like, you know, I pre- preferably it'd be boosting off my ops and stuff like that, but it does a good Kiln Fiend impersonation. And my thought with this card was like, like, what do you do? Like, you can't block it, but you can't not block it. You know? Cavalcade. Yeah, yeah, for real, though. Like, uh, this is whenever a source you control... It's a two-minute one-through. Whenever a source you control does non-combat damage to an opponent, can't hit yourself, uh, Chandra's Pyroling gets plus one, plus zero, oh, and double strike. So, you know, three toughness is, is, in my opinion, the big deal, right? Like, if it was two toughness... Yeah, can't shock it. If it was two toughness, I, I think we're in a whole different ballgame. Um, because it doesn't get shocked, it doesn't get wild slashed. It does get stri- like lightning strike, Pushed. but there's a lot more. There's a lot more uh, shock effects running around. So, you know, boom! This thing does four damage in at two damage first strikes, right? And then if they have mm-hmm. more things, all of a sudden we're talking about three damage first strike uh, up and up, right? So, and if it just hits you, you're talking about a four, then six, then eight, obviously. So, uh, it's just a card where it's like you kind of have to beat it. You can, you know, it's easy to fatal push, thankfully, but especially in, like, limited, this is just going to be, yeah. you know, a, a card. Um, it's any non no, Definitely, damage, here, so. here, here's, this is the card for everyone that went out and bought the uh, the mono-red Cavalcade Challenger deck. Yeah, right, for for sure. Like, I mean, like, that's the thing, too, is, like, you think about Cavalcade, right? Like, I attack with three creatures. Each of those triggers my Pyreling and my Spitfire and my whatever else. You're dead. You're dead on turn four. You know, like you really just are. You're just you're just dead. And again, it just it prevents so many tough combat situations. So a card that I was I thought was pretty interesting. Um, Chandra's Incinerator is a card we can talk about another time. It's like man, <clears throat> I it's too expensive for what it wants to do. Yeah, which is fine because if it if it was cheaper, it's probably too good. Right. I I think you could you know I think that there's an option for Big Red to be a deck. Uh, maybe probably not in Pioneer, but maybe in Pioneer. So actually, but definitely in maybe standard. in Pioneer um, we get like fanatics. So if you Boros Charm on turn four, you can cast him for turn for two mana afterwards. Sure, like that's like where it is good, right? Like I think that is like the only case where this card is playable. Yeah, um, that's certainly interesting. Uh, he's also like, if you Wizard's Lightning on turn four for the discount, sure. you can play him. Uh, maybe this guy is better than I'm giving it credit for. I'm not super excited so far. Yeah, when they, I mean, but I was, I was, I was thinking in terms of cavalcade. But like, also this guy works with cavalcade pretty well. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting thought. But it's, when, it definitely is non The thing is, you have to have that with it. But sure, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe there's a case. Maybe cavalcade makes its run to pioneer because then you can play play things like this guy. You got your phoenixes, your pyrelings, 
um, your other random stuff. And then again, this is a six-six trample that's pretty sick. Uh, it starts picking off your opponent's creatures. I mean, the six-six body is what I think is relevant, and you definitely have more ways in Pioneer to make this cheaper than you do at. He standard, ain't getting so. pushed. I think that's up. He's not getting pushed. That's He's not. Yeah, that's the thing about don't, it, right? Like, don't push thing, like, me. Why Hollow One and Del spells are relevant, in my opinion. Edge. Um, help a lot with the push. He even swings but through Baneslayer Angel. He's not a demon or a dragon. A... Yeah, he's he's an elemental, thankfully, not a demon or a dragon. So, however, they'll never have the chance to play Chandra's Incinerator because I'm going to counterspell it with my rewind. Uh, when me and Ricky started playing, this card was around, and I played too much of this card, even though it was not that good. It's not very good. And I am so excited. It's not going to be good now either. It is is going to be fine. All right, it is absolutely. It's gonna see play. You guys mark my words. This card is gonna see play. It is good. It is a free counter spell. Is that pie bet? Pie bet? Maybe. Okay, so here's Maybe. like the best thing I've ever seen for rewind. Right? Okay. Okay. You're on the play because this has to be on the play because if you're on the draw and your opponent plays a Teferi, you lose. Right. But you grow spiral turn two. Mm-hmm. Turn three, you play a reclamation. Yeah. And then you can, on your opponent's turn of that of that turn three, you can rewind their Teferi and then flash in the four-drop wolf. Mm. And then your opponent probably loses the game. Uh, but right. you have to be on the play and have this string of cards, or else your opponent is going to play Teferi Time Raveler on turn three, and you're going to have this great, cool, awesome foil, four-mana, nothing spell in your hand. I'm playing this at World of Reclamation. And none of you can stop me. I can't uh, stop you. For those of you guys that don't know, Rewind is a... Uh, I remember it from 9th edition. Way back from Urza's Saga. Way back from Urza's Saga. But the time I played with it was in 9th edition, uh, where it's a two-colorless, double-blue, instant, counter-target spell, untap up to four lands. You heard that right. If any of you Lotus Breach players got uh, a little bit excited... From here in that untapped four lands, you're not wrong. It's probably not for you. This is a premium product, <laughs> but but just like our uh, tier three subscription on Twitch.com, Twitch.tv/crew3mtg, which you can now subscribe to if you want the golden brush wag. The golden emo. wag. That's right. And our uh, our Discord is uh, up over a hundred plus people now, and people are talking every day about stuff. So again, if you guys don't want to hit up Twitch or whatever, you don't do Twitch, you don't want to watch as much stuff there. Uh, hit up our Discord for a great player uh, community, and we you know we're in there pretty frequently. Ruckman's in there all the time, talking with guys, giving advice, talking about stuff. So it is a fun time. Probably when I should be working, but you know. Right. Well, you know, a lot of us now businesses are kind of slow, so we do spend more time in there than we might get to in the future. Um, but at that point, I mean, it's already kind of just self-sustaining i mean people are in there talking all the time like we don't have to be driving all the conversations so it's uh it's really great in my opinion almost as great as uh, or probably much greater i should say than rewind but uh, rewind a card that i love very dear to my heart you will see me slinging that spell around if i have four mana untapped and you're playing against me assume you're gonna get rewound mr kitty agrees all right anyone uh, any other any other uh m21 thoughts um so can we call this set M21 Savage? Yes. Okay. Sure. I'm holding you to it. I, I want to throw my gauntlet. Should I throw it now? Yeah. Shoot my shot. Throw it Shoot now. Shoot my shot. Okay. In this set, we have the Return of Bane Slayer Angel. Also, we have cards like uh, Rites of the Village, which is an Altar's Reap for one mana instead of two. 
at common. This is very pushed. All the cards here are very powerful. Um, the smother for planeswalkers is very powerful. Uh, just overall quality of the cards. We're seeing Azusa, Grim Tutor, very, very powerful cards, right? Mm-hmm. Anybody disagree? No. No. Okay. Bolt is going to get reprinted in this set. I'm calling it right now. It is June Bolt. 8th, 2020, and I will take a pie if there is no Lightning Bolt in lightning this bolt. set. Whew. Straight up Lightning Straight Bolt. No, like Lightning Bolt equivalent. Lightning Bolt. I mean, you got yourself a deal because this is me the quickest pie bet victory I've ever had because as soon as full spoilers come out in like a week and a half, I'm going to get double pies because I still owe you for our last pie bet. One so, sanitized pie per hand. M10 had the reprint of Lightning Bolt in it, and it was a big deal. And in M11, right. they reprinted Lightning Bolt, and they decided that they were going to keep Lightning Bolt around in standard another year because they had already chosen to put Baneslayer Angel in M11. And they said with Baneslayer Angel in M11, Red needed a tool to deal with cards of that magnitude so they left bolt in m11 it was a last minute decision they wanted to cut it but they couldn't because of bane slayer angel this is bane slayer angel when she's around lightning bolts show up that's what i'm saying you know look there was the secret layer okay maybe there's some credence to it but this is gonna be the fastest i've ever won a pie bet to win with Dragon Gunderbolt, I had to wait the first release weekend. For this, though, I get to do it before even pre-release happens. This is going to be the best pie bet I've ever won. I'm so excited. I'm going Man. to bring Red Food Die to die this pie. Red, like the one mana it costs to throw a lightning bolt at your face. Well, that's okay, because I hope you're ready for that black Oreo crust for that Dragon Gunderbolt. Oh my god. This is... This is Lightning Bolt is coming back. Believe it, Red Mages. Ricky's just so convincing. And again, they, I just think that Ricky has Mark Rosewater's nudes somewhere in his phone. And every time he needs info, he's like, "Hey, Rosewater, I got these. You want me to? He blackmails him. You want you want these nudes out there?" Look, and he says, you, "No." You see the signs with Bane Slayer Angel, but Lightning will not strike twice this time, my friend. Look at Magnera is here. Magnera is here to shut down Red. Bane Slayer Angel is here to shut down Red. Magnera, you mean Vanguard? Whatever his name is. Like, the signs all point to Bolt. I've got all the strings on all the thumbtacks on a map pointing to Olive Garden, and that Olive Garden <laughs> has a lightning bolt. That's right. Look, it's been struck by Joe, lightning. The numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you. At sacrifice? Yeah. I'm telling you, it's coming. It's coming. Ricky just I, knows everything. He just knows all, all right. things. I, I think right, it's well, crazy, I think too. I would have never thought that. I would have never been like, oh, Lightning Bolt's coming back. But it may, it may be about time. And like I said, Ricky's just so convincing. I've just done so many embarrassing things because Ricky convincingly asked me to do them. And I almost went to prison that one time, you know? So <laughs> it's good time. Just, he's just so convincing. And I just think, you know, before I was on Ruckman's side, but now that he said it out loud, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm too much of a wuss to commit to these pies that you guys commit to. Easiest, I just, easiest like, pie bet ever. As soon as Ricky easiest says it, I, I commend you on your, on your steadfastness, Ruckman, because when you're, if you're going to be right, it's just going to be so, you're going to be so right. But man, if Ricky's right, it's just like, oh. Man. Hey, Chris, you know what? If I'm right, mm-hmm. even though you're never going to make a pie bet with this, I'll let you throw the second pie. Wow. That's, that's truly humbling. I don't deserve it, so I'm probably going to turn that down. But, <laughs> but I'll think about it. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I think I think we're going a little long for uh, for Desert Slab. We could do it, but 
you know, I think maybe we have a story time because someone did ask me um, to hear the Ricky 20-minute scape shift story. So, Ricky, oh, you're willing to tell it. Take it over to story all time. All right, I would be more than happy to tell the 20-minute scape shift story. All right, all right. Hold on. Pa- pause for the, the calming music. Get my smoking jacket on. Mm-hmm. Alright, we're good. Cigars are here. Alright, I believe it was an SCG. It was an SCG. And... I was judging this SCG. Uh, I believe we were getting close to the end of day one. It's like two rounds left it in is, day one. Uh, I am sitting at... It, it's round eight. It's gotta be round eight. I think it's the last round. Of, no, it's one more round after that. Round Nine rounds in day one. That's right. You, you were playing for tournament life, essentially. We were both X1. It wasn't even tournament life. Um... But Ricky, it sounds more exciting if you say for tournament life. Can you okay. please say for tournament life for the we're people? Essentially for, for relevance life. Um, we're it was actually X1, for actual life. One. If you didn't win yeah. this game, they were actually going to murder you in real life. And I am playing against some sort of control variant in modern, and I am playing Bring to Light Scape Shift, uh, which was... Scape Shift Dark. Blue... Blue scape shift with the cryptic commands, the remands. It was a simpler time in modern. How many top eights did you make with that deck? Uh, no top eights. A lot of cash. Really? Okay, I was gonna say. I, I thought you top. I know you top eighted with uh, with odd nauseum, but yeah. Um, so I am in game three against my opponent. I have a besage you. He has got creatures to beat me down. What is what is besage you? Shelters all. Besage you shelters a select few. But it is a land that taps, and you pay three life, two life. I'm pretty sure it's, it's three. two life. Three yeah, life. I think it's three. Yeah. Um, three. And it makes one mana, and you have to pay three life. If that mana is spent on an instant or sorcery spell, then that spell cannot be countered. It is very good in the matchup against. It is control. two life. I played during that time period. Right. Um, so I have the besage you, and my opponent has a Teferi in play. Uh, the old one, the five-drop creature fairy, uh, way back when. So he also says that I can't play instance. So I've got a negate in my hand, but I can't play anything uh, with it. Or I might not have to fairy. He does not have to fairy. Anyways, maybe I don't have a negate. Point is. Well, he has a negate. Point that's, is that's what's relevant. I am going to go ahead and cast bring to light for four different colors with one of the mana being Besaju mana, and I pay life to put myself to two to do it. Well, he has creatures in play. He has two cards in his hand, and I just have to go for it because I'm dead on board no matter what I do. So I cast the Bring to Light, and he looks at me, and he says, uh, okay, search. So I search my deck, and I find Cryptic, or uh, I find Scapeshift, and I put it down, and I go cast scape shift, and he says resolves. The word out of my opponent's mouth was the word resolves. So I count my lands and I scoop them all and put them in the in the yard and say for eight lands and pick up my deck. And he says no no no, negate scape shift. So at this point, I call a judge. The judge comes over. Now, very quickly, I was next to you when all this happened. I didn't take this judge call because I was like, this is high stakes and I know you. So I was letting another judge go over and take this call. The judge who uh, does take the call happens to just be the head judge. 
Uh, we are sitting near the the higher end of the tables. So that's, he, real quick, what that that's a little bit of a dangerous situation. Not that it matters too much, but the thing about head judging is that I I don't think no I no 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 it was definitely no an actual judge took the call because I know the judge that took the call. The head judge was standing right there and just stepped into the stepped situation, into the situation. Okay, on his say. own. All right, if you guys ever have a yeah. judge call go against you, you always appeal almost no matter what, unless it's like a rules explanation or something like that. If it's like a like a whatever situation, you always appeal just to see. And get a better explanation. 100% of the time, you always appeal. That's why if you're a head judge, you never want to step in unless it's possible. Right. But yeah, no, no. So it looks so... Yeah, I don't mean to like step no, on your story and obviously be like, this is what happened. But like, there was another judge that took the call. The head judge was like watching you guys the whole time. And we're, we're going to see where this thing goes south. And he steps in on his own. So my opponent, you know, we, we got the judge here. Uh, you know, I say, hey, you know, I cast my bring to light. He said, okay, search. I found the scapeshift, he said the word resolves, and when I started counting my lands and sacked them to the yard, my opponent decided to negate my scapeshift. And the ju- the judge is mulling it over, and my opponent's like, uh, no, I was saying that the bring to light resolves, because I can't counter the bring to light. Uh, but, of course, by letting me search, that is resolving the bring to light. So the only thing that can resolve is the scapeshift. Uh, right. mm-hmm. They begin to sort of discuss how the wording was. I continue to say he says resolves. Opponent agrees that he said the word resolves, and then the head judge steps in. What what minute are we at here when the, when the head judge no, no, steps no. in? Sorry, no, no, the head judge waits until after the shoe drops before he steps in. Right. So uh, the the judges. You know, clearly explaining to my opponent that the word resolves is very important in magic vernacular, and that like resolves definitely means some things, and that other words do not. And we had used the word resolves before in the match, and then my opponent just goes, "I am very sorry. I am from Holland. My English is not very good." And this is when the head judge walks over. <laughs> this is like already like ten minutes in. Right, by the way. right. Ten minutes is a pass. We're trying to figure things out. An opponent pulls the no Englando card. <laughs> I am from Sweden or yeah. Holland. I'm sorry if you live in one of those places. Uh, my English is not very good, which might have been the truth. Uh, it didn't seem like it in the three games that I played with my opponent, who spoke very perfect, beautiful right. English. This was a surprise to which you is, up until which this is point. What yeah. the head judge also said. <laughs> the head judge is also like. I was watching, and you definitely seemed to be speaking English fine earlier. You said the word resolves. I, when I peeked in on this game before, you got I had heard you say the word resolves in response to a cryptic command resolving. Um, your opponent gave you plenty of time to cast your spell. You chose not to, and scapeshift is being resolved to. And my opponent starts talking about how uh, clearly he did not intend to let the game-winning scapeshift resolve, and he had the negate in his hand that is clearly meant for the scapeshift. Which is a great argument, because this in this day and age, 100% that would work. Like, your it opponent really could probably say, your opponent could probably say, like, oh, that definitely resolves. Sign a contract stating that I'm legally bound to let this spell resolve, and then once it happened, call a judge over and get that all torn up. Like, it my, intent my is My only everything. problem with this whole judge call is that the head Just judge argued back with the guy for like another like ten minutes. Right. The head judge time. was not happy with we, the the lack of Englando. We are past time and round. We are like 
There's a crowd forming now. They're, and they are just actively keeping you from just signing the slip and ending the round. Right. They're just, just like not having it. Like, no, I was, if I, I was the head judge right, I would have, as soon as I gave my ruling, I would have just said, that's my ruling. We can discuss this after the fact, but I need to get this tournament moving along. So finally... The, the head judge argued with this guy for like 10 minutes is ridiculous. After about 15 minutes of deliberation, the judge just says, I'm sorry, but the word resolves was used... Negate is not cast. We'll put negate back in your hand, and we're going to resolve the scape shift now. Sir, would you please resolve your scape shift? <laughs> and with about 50 to 60 people surrounding my game... Right, because at that point, everybody else's match has ended as the head judge is arguing with this guy, pretending not to speak English. So everybody's just like, what's going on over here? Why I, is there five judges? <laughs> I slowly recount my lands. Ricky's got his little surprise Pikachu face on. I, I go, all right. Like, I want a judge ruling? <laughs> I'm going to sack all eight of these lands, search my library, and like everybody just intently watches me. My opponent makes me do it. Uh, he does right. not concede or anything, and I'm just like, all right, here's the Valakut, here's, here's the, the Valakut. Here's the sweatiest mountain counting of my life. Um, like, steam vent, steam vent, steam vent, and I'm like, uh, all triggers on the stack, all triggers target you, can I go to resolve the triggers? Opponent goes, all right, I take how much damage? So I count up the damage, this is lethal, all right, good game. And that was the 20 minute scape Speaking shift. perfect English at this point, oh, right. right? Absolutely. Right. At that point. I love that, that point, man. Whoever he is, I don't know who he is. Uh, great person. He's back in Holland. It's definitely a, you know, he traveled far and he's like at an SCG event. Uh, like, I don't, definitely don't uh, approve of angle shooting, but like. To that degree. We, we hope your English has gotten better. I hope, right. I hope you got like, some Rosetta Stone action clearly, going. Clearly, 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 clearly I lost that game. Like, in, in the vacuum, like my opponent just has negate and I just lose. But he said resolves. No, that's that's definitely a frustrating one. Like I, I think a lot of us have been there, and it doesn't feel great when you throw the game away. And clearly, he did intend to cast the the negate. But you know, I mean, back in the day, you could make those kind of mistakes and lose for it, right? Like, I mean, I don't think he meant to cast the negate because I feel like he just forgot about the negate and just was thinking like Basaji, right? And just got that wrong in his head, and then just thought, oh, I messed up, right? Definitely, definitely possible. Definitely possible. I've definitely had some people who had me dead on board that uh, after the game I explained. Uh, I just went very slow and just like did my thing and they were just like, yep, and they just let me kill them. And then after the game I was like, hey, by the way, this uh, this you know pacifism I have doesn't stop your activated abilities. You could have just killed me. And they were like, oh, yeah. I got top 32 in that event. I was playing a Damnation main board. Um, because of that they, they called your deck Dark They did. Uh, two Cryptic Commands. I main decked a Terminate two bolts, three anticipates. I only main decked three scape shifts because I had bring to lights. Mm -hmm. um, I was sideboarding uh, a shatter storm of a sage you with rag tusk, two swan songs, two abrupt decays, three obstinate bailoths. Uh, I remember uh, losing a winning in into the top eight to one of the Kiefer kids, very talented magic kids. There we go. He played burn. And yeah, I lost really fast. All right. Well, just like that scape shift, let's go ahead and resolve this episode. Any gentlemen, any closing thoughts? No. Uh, hang tight. Support all the people in your community and love them. And we'll see you guys next week? Question mark. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I have one little announcement mm-hmm. here. Um, by the time this episode goes up, we will have a link and a posting for our next webcam pioneer hey. event that will take place on Saturday the 27th. The Discord said, hey, we want another one. Let's make it sooner rather than later. I said, all right, let's do it the 27th. So Saturday the 27th, if you're not already in the Discord, come join the Discord. You'll find a link to the MGD Melee event, and we'll play some Pioneer over webcam. It'll be a lot of fun. There we go. Where can they find our Discord link? Uh, you can find the Discord link in the description of this podcast episode. It is pinned to our Twitter. If you go to any of our YouTube's videos that we're still trying to get back rolling on, uh, you'll find a link there. Or if you go watch any of our Twitch streams, uh, it's not hyperlinked, but the link is in the 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 overlay of our Twitch. Awesome, awesome. Do you have my uh... so, gentlemen? Thank you for joining me. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to more uh, Corset twenty. 21 Savage spoilers coming out there soon. There we go. Um, and of course, you can find me over at the Twitter account at Crew3Podcast. You can find Chris over at... It's underscore Christmas. And you can find Ricky at... And also Steve. Well, gentlemen, thank you again for joining me. Listeners, thank you for joining us. And uh, we look forward to bringing some more awesome Pioneer content as we, uh, you know... And we're going to keep running these webcam events because... Uh, SCG came out, and they're, at least through August, not holding paper events, and they're moving online as well, so, you know, if you don't even, if you're not even in the event, our our, our virtual tables are always open for pickup games, just go find people in the Discord to play, people are always looking, people are asking, I think, you know, a lot of people want to play, but they don't want to be the person to ask, Right. so, uh, so hey, take that initiative and be the one to ask. There you go. Boom. Alright guys, thanks for joining me, we'll talk to y'all next time. Bye! Bye. Bye.